Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Clarkson comes off a white side pick, gets in the lane, flares to the top to Ingles, has airspace, lets it rip, misses. Donovan, offensive rebound, back up and in. The Jazz have been dominating on the offensive glass. Gabe gives it up to Clarkson with three. He'll shoot the three, he'll hit the three. Jordan Clarkson, flame on for the final two field goals of the third quarter. Rudy Gay drives, misses, gets his own rebound. Jams it back up and in. Mike Conley driving into the lane. Gets in the cup. Draws. Foul. Finishes the five-footer with the right hand. Rebound. Donovan Mitchell with a right-hand snag. Comes to the front court. Three defenders. He snakes through them. Gives to Bogey. Right side three. Pow! LaMelo all over Conley. Conley forearm shoves him in the chest twice. Ball is 6'6 with his outstretched arm. Rotate to Donovan. Donovan attacking from the angle right to the window. Finishes. Plus the foul. The Utah Jazz beat the Charlotte Hornets 112-102. They didn't shoot it well, but they had a huge early lead, and they played well in the final few minutes, and they get the win. PK, after back-to-back home losses, take it and run. Don't complain complain about the details. You called it, DJ. I got to give you credit. (laughs) Why would you do that? Is that off a promo that's begun to annoy you? (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice win. And I like that they were challenged a little bit. You know, blow a 22-point lead and then have to come back. And then once you've got them, we've seen this plenty of times where the team that's trailing uses up a ton of emotion and energy and talent to get back in. And then the other team uh, wakes up and just puts you away. And that's what we had. That is exactly how it played out. It was uh, it was not looking good there for a couple of minutes, but the last uh, three minutes or so were were all jazz, and yeah. uh, they went off down the stretch there. And 102 points, PK. If they could hold people to 102 points, it would solve a lot of problems. They could win a lot of games. They could serve not survive nights that they don't shoot the three well, which was last night. And also didn't shoot the two well, for that matter. And they can survive all that because they got a lot of town, a lot of guys, and they'll get enough to get by if they hold people to 102 points. Continuing on your numbers game, Rudy Gobert shot the one very well. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> How'd you shoot the one tonight, Rudy? Uh, well, quite well, yes. Well, that's important, and I like <laughs> no, the it is. No, it is, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the post game was hilarious. I enjoyed that if you were with us. Uh, we just played it for you in the last segment, or if you heard it last night. Rudy has always had confidence going to the rim and has always had confidence at the free throw line. But the rest of us didn't always have confidence, and Donovan got the question. Oh, no disrespect, but I have a lot more confidence now. I think Donovan speaks for a lot of us when he says that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times he's going to even get to the line 16 times, but go fif- make... F- Score 15 points from the free throw line. I, I, I got to imagine that's a career high. I don't know how many times he's going to do that. But when you look at his form, there's no reason why he can't be good. His form looks fine. And back to Donovan's point, he put a lot of work in on it. He said, uh, must have been Alex Jensen, I would assume. Rudy said he broke, broke it down over the last year and a half and built it back up. 
Well, you should. When you're getting paid all that money and it's important to the team, this is your job. So I, I, it, it's hard for me to give him credit for doing something that he should be doing, but at the same time, I appreciate that he's doing it. Right, and we've seen other people who either haven't done it or yeah. you know, haven't tried to do it or tried to do it and just couldn't pull it off. And we can go through a whole list of guys who shoot free, especially big guys, but other players too, who don't shoot free throws well. And when you're 15 of 16, that's an awesome night at the line. You've got to shoot the one well. And he shot the one well. 23 points, 21 rebounds for Rudy Gobert in the win. The Jazz win 112-102. They're off today, they're off tomorrow, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves come to town Thursday, and they don't think Rudy's uh, all that good at blocking shots or being a great defensive player. Kristaps Porzingis now, he really bugs him. So two or three days to play with that and get Rudy all fired up. I assume his teammates will drop a few mentions on him right there. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. We have five seconds to go. A nasty wow. crossover to the rack inside, bubbled by Bradley, and then DeRozan takes it in for the tenths of a second. Well, it looks like DeMar DeRozan's out here playing against guys at the YMCA. Giddy's open and lays it in. Thunder by one, 96-95 with 50 seconds to play. Draymond dumped it down to Iguodala, back to the basket, finds Curry. Circles to the right, three ball, good. And the Warriors are breaking it up with a 10-0 one. Doug Christie wants another timeout. Here's a steal of midcourt, and Murray's got clear sailing. A two-hand slam for DeJounte Murray. Highlights from the NBA. The Warriors win again. They beat the Sacramento Kings 113-98. to They don't slip up very often, PK. They just keep winning. Since you love your stats, I saw one that when Draymond Green has a triple-double, the Warriors are 30-1. and All right, so don't let Draymond have a triple-double, right? Uh, yeah, I would think that would be the goal every game, but sometimes, you know, he is better than you are preventing him. 25-6 and six now for the Warriors. Percentage points behind the Suns in the race for the NBA's best record. They did have that loss in Toronto, but no reason to have back-to-back losses in the Warriors' world. They bounce right back and win. And get the victory over the Kings by 15. The Sixers beat the Celtics 108-103. Joel Embiid. 41 points in that game. And late in the game when they needed buckets, they just kept going back to him and he just kept crushing it. One shot after another in the post, stepping off the post, kind of making those Tim Duncan 17-footers from the angle. Money, PK, one after another. I flipped over to that game on NBA TV and just happened to hit the last two minutes in a Jazz commercial break and he was relentless. Yeah, he's a star. It's just a matter of him having availability. Yeah. Well, he was available, and uh, they had Ennis Cantor, a.k.a. Ennis Freedom now, on him. And uh, they had no chance. He had like nine points in the last minute and a half. Philly gets the win. They beat Boston 108-103. The Bulls, who are having a season, pick up another win. They beat the Rockets 133-118. to And the Spurs, who beat the Jazz, turned around and crushed the Clippers. 116-92. Spurs now. Eight and five in the last 13 games after a horrible start. They're playing a little better. And we already knew it, but now I guess it's official. Steve Kerr formally introduced as the next coach of the U.S. men's basketball team. He will succeed Greg Popovich. Lead them to the 2023 Basketball World Cup and the 2024 Paris Olympics. 
Eric Spolstra from Miami, Monty Williams from Phoenix, and Gonzaga coach Mark Few will be his assistants. Good. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Early game for the Utes tonight. 5 o'clock. Pac-12 Networks. The Utes and Fresno State. Fresno State coming in 9-2. and two. Steve Cleveland was just talking about uh, them and how well they're playing. Test the Utes. See what Utah has tonight. Your level of expectation for this one for Utah? Well, reading up on it, I don't think Fresno State has played a, a tough schedule. Uh, they got that one player, the big guy that uh, Steve was talking about, and I don't think Carlson is going to play. I think he's, what, a protocol for uh, for Utah? So I don't necessarily have that big of an expectation one way or the other. Uh, that's pretty much it. A lot of games on the Pac-12 network today, so the Utes will be playing a little early at 5 o'clock. they got like four games in a row there all day long if you want to watch college hoops. The Aggies host Portland State in the spectrum, 7 o'clock. Scotty G will have the call. It ought to be a win for Utah State, you would think. Portland State comes in with a 3-6 and six record. The Aggies are 8-4, and four, feeling like a scheduled victory right there. One of those games on the Pac-12 networks will be UVU. They're in Seattle taking on Washington. That's going to be at 7 o'clock on a Pac-12 regional broadcast. So, depending on whether you're like PK and you spend about Northwest 500 bucks. Yeah, if you spend like 500 bucks, you probably got that then. So, you got the Pac-12 regionals, PK, and the uh, the two systems you've got? Got them buried in there somewhere? Not on the screen. I can get them on the computer. Oh, there you go. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Round two. Dead on. Yes, the Raiders sideline explodes. I give a jackpot, partner. Jackpot, there you baby. Go. <laughs> Kirk goes out of the shotgun into the face of the Bears fans. Kirk takes the snap, fires, caught, touchdown! A touchdown back right of the end zone for Emir smith Marset. The first touchdown of his career. Minnesota Vikings have taken a 16-3 lead. Well, the history has changed since that statement. You know, a lot of things went on last year that I was very proud of him, and I made a decision that this was best for our football team. Tampa Bay head coach Bruce Arians there changing his stance on troubled wide receiver Antonio Brown after bringing him back following his most recent suspension for submitting a fake COVID-19 vaccination card. Despite Arians' own comments last year in which he said to Brown, if he screws up one more time, he's done. Arians told reporters, well, the history's changed since that statement. A lot of things went on last year, and you heard the rest of it right there. So Godwin's out with an ACL, so they're going to put up with Brown. Is that pretty uh, – yeah, if I connected both on. of the dots? Just, just call it like it is. I'm going to drop the hammer on this. Godwin's we out for the year. We want to win our Hold other on. guy, yeah, probably our second-best receiver behind Evans, and not, not including the tight end. Yeah, he's hurt, and so we need Brown. I mean, Brown is just, he's all sorts of trouble. He's been all sorts of trouble for years and years, but he's good. And they need him right now. Godwin, they thought it was an MCL, but Chris Godwin is out with a torn ACL. So his season is over. Just say, Bruce, I'm paid to win games. I'm not paid to be a uh, Boy Scout leader or some immoral uh, leader here. We're supposed to win games, and that's my job. He helps us win. You don't like it? What can I tell you? You also heard a jackpot there. 
A prompted jackpot, but a jackpot nonetheless. As the Raiders win on the final play of the game, 48-yard field goal from Daniel Carlson, they squeak past Cleveland 16-14. Cleveland didn't have Baker Mayfield. The game was delayed because Cleveland's got a lot of guys in uh, COVID protocols. But the Raiders win the Monday afternoon game. Both those teams are 7-7, a game out of the playoffs, but they got a lot of teams to leap in the final three games. So difficult path to the postseason for both those teams. Big time uh... disappointing loss for Cleveland. Didn't Carlson, doesn't he look like he would be an excellent kicker? Long and lanky, looks like he can stretch like Gumby. <laughs> and just whip that leg through. Yeah. I mean, as they say, that would have been good from 65. The Vikings <laughs> beat the Bears 17-9. to If you thought there wasn't much offense in the Raider-Browns game, and there wasn't, should have checked out that Minnesota-Chicago debacle. Jazz were on. Jazz were on. Give it a pass. That was a maybe, good night to bury a bad yeah, game. Yeah, maybe like two or three plays here and there. Kirk Cousins, 12 of 24 for 87 yards with two touchdowns and a pick, and they won the game. But just keep giving the ball to Dalvin Cook and run the clock out because you got the lead, and the Bears are turning it over on downs, missing field goals, turning the ball over. They were a mess. So Sometimes you just got to get out of the way and let the other team lose the game. And that's what the Vikings did. Vikings 7-7, seven and seven, keeping their uh, playoff hopes alive in the NFC. Two games today, Seahawks and Rams, Washington and Philadelphia. Washington and Philadelphia both 6-7, and seven, so the winner of that game will have a good shot at the playoffs. The loser, well, that'll be a little bit of a problem. It'll be a little, little trouble there, a problem hole to dig out of if they, if they drop that. But the winner will be tied for the last wild card with Minnesota and New Orleans. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. USC reportedly hiring Texas A&M offensive line coach Josh Henson as the Trojans' new offensive coordinator and O-line coach as Lincoln Riley puts his staff together. Do we care who's on Lincoln's staff? I mean, I know it matters, but they have Lincoln Riley and he's supposed to win. He'll probably cycle through assistance because if USC is winning, that'll be a great path to getting a new job, so... But it's all on Lincoln at this point. Uh, I think it's on him and the players, certainly. you got to have the talent there, so I'm more interested in who the talent is going to be. Uh, i got to admit, I did not know who Texas A&M's offensive line coach, Josh Henson, was, but I am going to read up on him to see you know, why he was chosen. So I think you know the coordinators catch my eye for sure. And then... In today's world, you can learn about these assistants and the success they've had recruiting, and that's easy to find out. So it it certainly matters. I mean, I don't know anything about Henson and yeah. what what he's looking for, and, and who not and not just Henson, but basically who his mentors are. You know, when they hire Graham Harrell, we know one of his mentors is Mike Leach. Okay, well, that screams what type of offense they're going to run. I don't know much about Henson, so I've got to look it up and, and see where we go here. And then I mean, you'll know more by April. You know, when, once we get through spring ball, we'll get reports on that type of stuff, and we'll have a better feel, certainly as we get into the summer and then get ready for Pac-12 Media Day. We'll be prepared to ask a lot more questions then than we are now. Pac-12 announced the formation of the Pac-12 Football Alumni Council, and it features former players from all 12 member schools led by Pac-12 Associate Commissioner and former NFL star Merton Hanks. They're uh, branding this as a football think tank. 
discussing wide range of topics, football scheduling, recruiting, brand building, marketing. Utah represented by Steve Smith. Lincoln Kennedy is on this, so when he comes on with us, we can uh, talk to him about that. Uh, Brock Heward, Mike Bellotti, the former Oregon coach, some of the other recognizable names. Brandon Cooks from Oregon State, so there you go. Brand building, is that it? Figure out how the conference can push NIL money towards athletes and compete with the SEC? Yeah. To whatever level they can? And then we can talk to Lincoln about it and see what he says. But to me, this is more symbolic. Hey, look at some of the big names that we have as our alumni. And obviously they do, right? So looking at that list, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I saw the email when it came out yesterday. And I went through the list. And it was like, okay, sure, yeah, right. I got this guy. I remember when he played, blah, blah, blah. Or if I don't remember specifically, like Lincoln Kennedy, although I do. But if I didn't, I can go, oh, well, he's a big name. He's a big guy, literally, but he's a big name. He's been around. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. So I think the publicity of what the Pac-12 is trying to do is you know, basically how you guys down there in San Diego would parade, parade Don, Don Coriel out every third day. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's one of the legends of, in, in football coaching and an innovator and that type of thing. You know what I mean? I do. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Mets make it official. Buck Showalter is the franchise's new manager. Is Buck good for what ails the Mets? Or you'd rather see their see the pitching rotation and know how healthy it stays? Well, I think that he is someone who is a stalwart in the game. He's a he's a detailed oriented dude oh, he's been around yeah. he's 65 i mean you've got larousse and dusty baker saying hey good job kid good luck <laughs> <laughs> he famously was uh, hired to manage the diamondbacks and hired a year in advance and wrote an entire basically encyclopedia yeah. on baseball the diamondback way how we're going to do things that kind of stuff always cracks me up because that's going to last as long as you do so he reminds me, and he's done a lot of work with the Baseball Network and maybe even ESPN, I can't remember, but I know I've seen him on television a million times over. And he reminds me of Hubie Brown in terms of, man, he is just a basketball guy. And you want to break down whatever, whatever aspect of the game you want to break down. Hubie Brown can break it down in great, te- great detail. He's not there to tell a lot of jokes. He's there to help you, sort of like John Beck is as a football guy. John, when you talk to him, he's not one of these dudes who's going to be joking around a lot, He's, but he's going to give you great information about stuff that you need to know. Well, Showalter was the American League Manager of the Year in 94 with the Yankees, in 2004 with the Rangers, and in 2014 with the Orioles. So if he can stick around till 2024, maybe he can get an NL Manager of the Year. <laughs> Oakland A stayed in-house, promoted Mark Kotze as their new manager. He was the third base coach under Bob Melvin. He was hired away by the San Diego Padres. So the A's will keep it in-house. Try to win with their, uh, their money ball and their low payroll. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at... 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. 
right, coming up, to be determined, Joe Ingles later today. Uh, the Joe Ingles Show will commence. We don't know at what point, so stay tuned for any update on that. And Riley Jensen, our college football insider, slated to join us at 8.05. The 2021 Road Home Holiday Mediathon is underway today and tomorrow. All your donations are being matched by the Huntsman Foundation, who's donating $1 million. You can donate online at theroadhome.org. You can call 801-819-7300. The Road Home served over 6,800 people last year, nearly 2,000 of them children. They had more, hundred, more than 400 families in emergency shelter. $32 provides one night of emergency shelter for an individual. You can donate online right now at theroadhome.org. Call 801-819-7300. If you want to do it over the phone, 801-819-7300. The Road Home, operating in the Midvale Family Resource Center on 9th Avenue in Midvale and then on 10th West in South Salt Lake, the Men's Resource Center. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.